Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double Dribble Podcast. I'm your host, D.S. to the W-A-L-K. D.S. Walk here. And it feels so good to be back doing my show. It's been a while. If you don't know, I know I haven't told anybody. I had contacted the coronavirus, and I had to take some time to heal, take some time to recover, and more important, I had to take some time to get my mind mind right because mentally, my mind wasn't right because of being affected by the coronavirus. It had me in a different tailspin. You know, my mind was just out there, but I'm back, I'm healed, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to entertain. You know, I missed out on a lot of things going on around the NBA, college basketball, the W. I missed all of that when I had the corona. Even when I was out of quarantine, I still wasn't right, but I still missed a lot. And I haven't been around to tell you guys what's been going on. So, like I said, it feels good to be back. And we got a lot of catching up to do because I missed you guys, all two of my fans. But I am here. I'm going to tell you guys what's been going on. A lot of things that's happened, not just in basketball and football, college, pro, a lot of things that happened. For example, um, we have a new Super Bowl champion. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Old man Brady got his seventh ring like he told everybody he was going to do, and he did it. He beat the young up-and-coming Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. He beat them at home in Tampa Bay. And again, like I have been telling my friends or anyone who listen, last year, Patrick Mahomes struggled in the Super Bowl. This year, he struggled. He struggled because he's missing both his offensive tackles. The pressure got to him. He couldn't get the ball to his playmakers on, uh, excuse me, Tyreek Hill. Couldn't get the ball to Travis Kelsey. They just, he just couldn't move the ball. They scored nine points. They lost 31-9, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just shocking to me. Also, a play of the fact, you know, the coach's son got into an accident, a horrible accident, um, two, three days before the Super Bowl. My hearts and prayers go out to the family, to those kids who are seriously hurt. My, also, my hearts and prayers go out to Andy Reid and his son, Britt Reid, who was involved in that accident, who was on the verge, who was on the right path, should I say, getting his life together, because over a decade ago, he was a troubled young man who, was addicted to drugs, carrying guns, doing bad things that he ain't not supposed to be doing. At the rehab thing, he got his life together and became a part of his father coaching staff. So he's been doing good. And unfortunately, um, he had one major setback. And, you know, I want everybody to understand is that not one family is destroyed, two families are destroyed in this situation. So my prayers go out to the Andy Reeves family and to the other family who uh, children are in serious condition. I know if you've been on um, Bleacher Report, ESPN, notable football players have made donations to the families, uh, to the family, excuse me, to help them with the medical bill, just help them out, period. Um, my hearts and prayers go out to the family as, again. I pray that these kids will uh, recover. And uh, it's just a sad situation. Just really sad. Also been going on in the news, Matthew Stafford was traded from the my beloved Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams for two first-round picks, a third-round pick this year. And I got to say, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Matthew Stafford, for all the memories of everything you had done in the city of Detroit. Um, you were truly 
will be missed. It was time to move on. It was time for you to pursue a championship. Once the Lions are committed to rebuilding this uh, franchise, hey amen. I don't blame them. Who wants to go through a fourth rebuild and learn the whole system all over again? Matthew Stafford been been with the Detroit Lions for 12 years. And I read that article with Mitch Album when he said, you know, this was the toughest thing that he ever had to do. Because I want everyone to understand if you're a Detroit fan uh, from the city of Detroit, Matthew Stafford never wanted to leave the Lions. Never. But he's put in a situation where he had to because he did not want to go through another rebuild. He did not want to go through another coaching change. He did not want to go through another gym. He had to and the Lions agree with them. So if you're a Lions fan, I <laughs> this is probably one of the, the toughest things that we have to go through. But look, cheer for Matthew Stafford. He's been a Detroit Lion for 12 years. He loved the city. He loved the fans. Him and his family, they have done good in the city. They're building the education center in the city of Detroit. They have donated their money and time. So when you see Matthew Stafford play for the Rams, yes, you're going to boo him because he's playing for the other team. But show him the proper respect as a guy who wanted to win here in Detroit more than any other player and who found it very difficult to lead the only home that he knows. I hate to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, how much we praise Calvin Johnson, how much we say, hey, the Lions owe him. Hey, um, give him his money back in which they should do all of that. But understand this, Matthew Stafford, unlike Calvin Johnson, unlike Dominus, unlike any other Lion, he did not want to leave here. He did not want to leave Detroit. And I want everybody to understand that and know that he did not want to leave Detroit. Period. In discussion. Now, let's get into some NBA news. You know, the NBA, I love you guys. I really do. But it seems like you guys are dropping the ball right now during, during these COVID protocols and these testings because Kevin Durant was tested negative. Not once, not twice, numerous of times. He was able at that time to play last week. Didn't start the game, but he played. Played in the first quarter, played in the second quarter. The man played up to the third quarter until the league decided to send somebody to tell Kevin Durant that he wasn't allowed to play, that he cannot play anymore in this game. Now, here's the problem with this. Kevin Durant was around someone who supposedly had the COVID-19. That person was tested, was tested negative, Kevin Durant was tested, 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 tested five times, and it came back negative. And that gentleman or that person who he was around was tested multiple times as well. Kevin Durant, I cannot say this, but just be nice, man. Kevin Durant got played by the NBA, okay? They played him. If they knew that last test, the many times he been tested, sure, I say, came back negative, but the last one, it came back positive, but he didn't have it. That person tested one last time, tested positive, you should have, I'm sorry, you should have not let that man play that game. You should have been transparent. You can't be this slow to let somebody know, hey man, you can't play this game. You wait till the third quarter to actually let Kevin Durant to get him out of the game, should I say. You wait till the, almost towards the end of the third quarter, almost towards the end, to pull him out the game. You can't do that. Because at that point, you should just let him play the whole game. But I understand. I understand things take time. They take, it's really slow. But man, this, this ain't just about Kevin Durant. This been going on for the last 25, 6, 7 games. The NBA, who's been transparent, who's probably been one of the best, of all the leagues, probably been the best one of being transparent, dealing with the protocols, dealing with the COVID-19. Now, all of a sudden, they're back home. Teams are back home in their own marinas, and the NBA is just like dropping the ball. When they was in the bubble, everything was cool. They had everything under control, but now they're back home playing their home arenas, going arena to arena. Now, it's like they can't control the thing. It's like they forgot. Gotta be better at that. And it doesn't help when Kevin Durant goes to the locker room, and he tweets out free 
me. And then he goes on a, <laughs> should I say, he just went in on the NBA. And you know what? He's not the first player who has done it. And he won't be the last. They got to get their act together. Like, for example, you let the bargain say, oh, they won't be in the All-Star game. Now there's an All-Star game. After you told the players you would get seven to ten days off, now all of a sudden, you're going to have an All-Star game. Something that LeBron James is very, very, very against because he wants those seven to ten days off to be with his family to rest his legs, to rest his body. Not just him. His teammates as well. The Lakers, the Heat, any team who made a deep run in the playing in the bubble last season will probably want some rest. Who want to rest their body. He want to spend time with their families. The only teams who probably don't need the rest are the teams who weren't involved in the bubble. 70, not was it, 71 days and they had to come back played the game on December 22nd, 71 days off. That's a very short turnaround in the NBA. Now, all of a sudden, you have an all-star game, something that Chris Paul has been pushing. He wanted back so he so they could donate money for HBCU, in which I have absolutely nothing against. And I believe all of us to support HBCU, Historical Black College University. I know that's something very important to Chris Paul. Hell, that's something that's important to me. But you want to have an all-star game? I mean, listen, if you just want to tell the, the guys, hey, look, we ain't not having the All-Star game, but came for the, the week of the All-Star game. Let's go to the HBCU schools and let's have a talk. Let's donate some money. Let's do something good to represent HBCU other than playing the game. Now, LeBron James has pressed how he doesn't want to play. De'Aaron Fox thinks this is stupid and a host of other players don't agree with it, but it's going to happen and it's going to be played down in Atlanta. And this to me, it's not right. It shouldn't be played. However, it is for a good cause. So for that, I I will watch it. This is basketball. I love the game. No doubt about it. It shouldn't be played. And I'm not the only one who agrees with that. It's a lot of players agree this should be played. But we're going to watch. It's entertaining. We're going to see. But in the long run, how this is going to affect a team like the Lakers? How this is going to affect a team like the Miami Heat? How this is going to affect the Milwaukee Bucks? How this is going to affect those teams, the Denver Nuggets, who's off to a very slow start, who don't have their legs right now? It's going to take some time for them to get their legs back. You, They might have about two or three All-Stars might be playing an all-star game. So the NBA really dropped the ball because a lot of these teams, a lot of these guys can use those seven to 10 days off. Now all of a sudden, if they get voted into the all-star game, not only they don't want to, they don't want to play, more likely it's probably not going to be a good show. So why bother? Donate to the HBCU schools, represent them the right way, do something for them all for, I'm all for that. But at the risk of having the guys play an all-star game, I'm not. I'm not for that. In other news, my beloved Detroit Pistons, who's off to one of the most historical bad starts in franchise history at 6-18, and 18, or excuse me, 6-19, and because they lost last night to the Indiana Pacers. Last week, I want to say early this week, Monday, it was official, but Saturday, Sunday, we knew it went down. They traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks for a second-round pick and Dennis Smith Jr. Now, I actually, I like the trade. And the reason I like the trade is because they get Derrick Rose the opportunity to play more minutes and contribute to a team that potentially, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, might compete for a playoff spot. The New York Knicks sitting is battling for a playoff spot right now. Tom, Tom Thibault, excuse me, messed up his name, jacked it up as always, has gotten this young team playing some good basketball right now. And I'm not surprised that he got them playing. I, I am surprised by how they're playing because it looked like these young Young guys, I'm talking about uh, R.J. Barrett. Is playing focus. It's like they're playing some defense. Something that you never seen. Kevin Knox, Julius Randle. These boys out here playing some defense. 
and they're winning ball games. So having another veteran player at the point guard position, the most important position, he can go in, contribute, help out. Yo, this is a nice trade for the Knicks. I'm not even going to sit here front on that. However, we're going to see how this end out because if you ask me, do I think the Knicks going to make the playoffs? Uh, no. But do I think they're a much improved team? You bet your darn right I believe that. And I'm it's, it's going to be, man, I, I'm just, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked by the way the Knicks play. Are playing. I'm shocked that they look this better at 11 and 15, sitting in fifth in the land division right now. They look a different team. They look like a different team. And they're rookies. They're rookies that stepping up. I mean, Julius Randle lead the team at 22.3. He leads the team in assists. Mitchell Robinson shooting 65.3%. Yo, this is this Knicks team. I tell you what, if they get a few more pieces in the draft and free agency, watch out. They might be a playoff team again. And then maybe, just maybe, my homeboy Tay and all his Knicks fans back in New York where Tay's here in Dallas with me, we might show the Knicks some proper respect. Maybe Knicks fans will stop being on a suicide notice and will stop cheering again. Look at this. Nerds Noel averaging 1.9 blocks per game. Julius Randle is just out here balling. They just balling. And like I said, RJ Barrett averaging 17 points. You put in Derrick Rowe averaging 14. Alice Burke averaging 13. Alfred Payton, who, who's right now is averaging 12 points, but he's on the training ball. But right now, he's playing some good basketball. Emmanuel Quickly, a surprising rookie who is contributing right now is averaging 11.8 points per game for the New York Knicks. Something that we didn't expect. Something that we didn't see coming. Hey, y'all get times theoboo some credit here. And right now, got his team at 11-15, battling for a playoff spot right now through 25-26 game. Hey, my opinion, the guys up for coach of the year. We're going to see. As right now, if the Knicks continue to play the way they're playing, they'll be playing for a playoff spot. And ladies and gentlemen, you know the NBA has changed everything else, so the top 10 teams in each conference will be battling for that 7-8 seed. The Knicks could be one of those teams. Shocking to say, but they might be. Also in the news today, catching up on some stuff. <laughs> should, I, should I say? Um, Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill has came out and there was a time and said, look, I'm not leaving Washington books. <laughs> you know, it's been so long, right? I'm about, I was trying to say the Washington Wizards, but I almost slipped up and said the Washington Bullets. God, I'm... I'm Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Bulls was the squad back in those days. I understand they had to change the name, but bear with me here. I know it's been a minute, so cut me some slack. Um, Bradley Bill has came out and said numerous times that he's not leaving the Washington Wizards. He wants to stay. He wants to see this out. But yet, teams are still calling. The reason why they're still calling because they see how Bradley Bill, they just see how this man looks on the sideline. And, you know, it can be a little disheartening. It really can. I mean, if you look at him, some I think I want to say about two, three weeks ago, when you sitting there talking to himself, he looked like a guy who was very frustrated. As some people say, he looked like a guy who's not only frustrated, looking way to get out. And what it comes down to is this. It's Bradley Bill and everybody else. Uh, Russell Westbrook has not been the guy that he used to be. Not saying Russ is a bad player, but he's just not the guy he used to be. Anytime you got Russell Westbrook and the same backcourt as Bradley Bill, you should have a better record than you have. But I'm going to get to the reason why they don't. But you should. You should. And improvement play. I mean, I understand you, they got a young, young squad there. Morris Wagner. Um, uh, the young kid, Danny, the young kid they drafted. Uh, Rudy Hachimura. Troy Brown Jr. They, they got a very young squad. And to those young players' credit, they have been balling. They have been contributing as much as they can. And Bradley Beal has done as much as he can. The man's averaging like 35 points a game. And Russell Westbrook, you know, he's he's doing what he can, but Russell Russell's the 
don't got the same player. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, you got to put some some owners on, on the front office. They have not put talent around Bradley Beal, but other than Russell Westbrook. They had Thomas Bryant, but he's out, out with the season with an injury. They have not surrounded this team. They have not surrounded Bradley Beal with the players around them that say, hey, look, we can go ahead and compete with the Atlanta Hawks. We can compete with the Miami Heat. We can compete the Charlotte Hornets, who's, by the way, one of the most surprising teams in the NBA. And LaMelo Ball is out there in Charlotte balling. That's all I'm going to say, coming off the bench. Bradley Beal deserved better. And I understand every team want Bradley Beal. I understand every team out there want to form a big three. The Clippers, the Lakers. They are, listen, I don't blame Bradley Beal, who, who don't want to leave the Wizards because he want to see this out. He want to see this team back on top. He want to put a winner. He wants to be part when this team comes back and start winning ball game. He wants to be part of that. But look, for that to happen, you're going to have to put some players around them. You're you going to have to. I mean, it, it, it's not, this is this is not right, okay? The NBA as set up, as constructed right now, should have no bad teams. The Wizards, the Pistons, the Timberwolves, they shouldn't be as bad as they are because when, if you got great players or good players or superstar players or all-star players on your team, they're good enough to win you a lot of some ball game. But the other part of the ball game is coaching. And for whatever reason, Scott Brooks, to me, is not the right guy for that job because it, it, it seems like he, I'm not saying he forgot how to coach. He's not the type of coach to coach a young team. Now, we can sit here and say, yes, he did it in OKC when he had Westbrook, Durant, Harden, Ibaka, and those boys, and he worked magic. Yeah, you have four talented guys who are going to be a Hall of Famers. But now the game is getting younger, and now you're really teaching teenagers that probably in five, six years, yeah, they might be all-stars. But right now, they're not that, they're okay. I ain't going to say they're not that good. They're just okay. They're project. And we've seen Scott Brooks work with projects, and he, no, it's not really good. So if you want to help a Bradley Bill, if you want to put Scott Brooks, if you want to help Russell Westbrook, they got to get more talent. That front office is going to have to get some guys there who are who are talented, who are good enough to play with Bill. I understand you want the kids to develop, you want to give them more playing time, and I'm all for that. But at what cost? You want to waste more of Bradley Bill uh, prime years because you want to develop the young guys? You want to waste the the big money you're paying Russell Westbrook right now? Because he's about to come out his prime year. And he only has one or two years left on his contract. So you want to waste that so you can develop these young guys? The Washington Wizards are going to have to commit to one way. you either going to bring some guys in and help Bradley Beal compete for a playoff spot, or you're just going to have to sit down with, with Bradley Beal and Westbrook and tell them, look, we finna rebuild and give me a list of teams where you like to play for and let Scott Brooks go so he go ahead and coach a team that's playoff bound. I mean, it, it's, it's plain and simple, man. And just like my beloved Detroit Pistons, you traded Derrick Rose because you want to give the young some the young guys, specifically at the point guard position, some more playing time. Derrick Rose was cool with that. But he was also cool with mentoring. But he also wanted to play. He wants to play for a winner. And I have no problem with the trade. What I do have a problem with is the simple fact that Blake Griffin, who I do I do like, is still on the Pistons team. And if you're going to commit to giving the young guys more playing time, then you got to give that same option to Blake. Because Blake, at this point in time in his career, I'm quite sure we'll have to compete for it championship, not be the leader, the face of a rebuild. That belongs to Jeremy Grant, who is, by the way, is balling out here. Balling. And he bet on himself. And you know what? He is winning. And with the Pistons, when that when their young guys start hitting their stride, start to get good, guess who will be the leader on that team? Yes, Jeremy Grant. And other NBA news, we had some trade rumors. Again, I have said, everybody in their mama want Bradley Bill. You know what everybody else want? Zach Levine, Andre Drummond, J.J. Reddick, Lonzo Ball. All those guys right now are rumored to be traded 
traded or will be traded. And I can only see Alonzo Ball might be the only one getting traded. Listen, I, I don't believe in teams who are battling for a playoff spot or in the position to be one of the top 10 teams in each conference. I don't see them making a trade unless they're trading for a all-star player. You, you're not going to flip Lonzo Ball and J.J. Red for draft picks. They're not going to go from the New Orleans Pelicans, the up coming team who might be play, part of that playoff bubble. You're not going to trade them to a team like the Orlando Magic or the Orlando Magic who are not going anywhere other than going to the uh, NBA draft lottery. I don't see that happening. I just don't. And I remember one guy in this group I right, man called Halftime. Big shout out to him. If you don't know about Halftime, check them out. A lot of good NBA topics. A lot of good conversation. A lot of good guys and girls on there. But one of the things that we had talked about that was brought up was what you see what happens to Andre Drummond. What should Cleveland Cavaliers do with them? And I had said this. You better trade him. Get some form because he's going to lead the Cleveland Cavaliers in free agency because he wants to get paid and he wants to win. And since Cleveland can pay him where they're not winning, he's not going to stay. I mean, you, ladies and gentlemen, they basically drafted his replacement. Excuse me. They traded for his replacement in Jared Allen. Andre Drummond is not going to be there. And Andre Drummond is still a young guy. He still give you a double-double. But Jared Allen plays defense. He's a rim protector. Also, who can give you a double-double. And also, is a heck of a defensive player. Andre Drummond is not a great defensive player. He's an average defensive player. He's an average de- He's an average defensive player that's making almost, was it, $27.8 million? And if you if you don't trade him, Cleveland, and get some picks or a, another piece to your team that can help your team out this year and years to come, if you don't trade and get something for him, you're going to lose out. You're not going to get nothing for him. So if you're listening, Dan Gibbon, the boys, Cody Altman and the fellas, Andre Drummond's a hell of a nice guy, but you got to flip him for something. And while you flipping him, might as well get something for Kevin Love. That Free Kevin Love, alright? Free Kevin Love. Let Kevin Love go somewhere and win another chip. It seems like Kevin Love been with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the last 20 years. I mean, dang, it's like when LeBron left that first year, okay, ooh, K. K- Love's still but then it's like, dang, LeBron been gone for a minute and you still there? You know, Kevin Love is just another guy who's he's really just taking up space where uh, one of those young bigs, one of the young guys can play. He can get some PT. Kevin Love, I know he's hurt, but I know he's, he's going to be coming back pretty soon. <laughs> Listen, man, it, it just, it's just a waste of roster spot. Trade him, get some form, and, and just dedicate to your rebuild. Now, Zach Levine is something different because even though he's out here putting up incredible numbers, I think he's averaging almost 30 points a game, and he is the best player, the face of the French average car Bulls and the Bulls are not going anywhere. Now he's in a tough position because I can sit here and say, yeah, trade him and you definitely get some first round picks for him. But at the same time, if you trade him, who is he? Is he your first option or your second option? Well, with the Chicago Bulls, he's the first option. And he's since he has been in Chicago, I gotta say, he's been a heck of a first option. But who is he? Because if anything on trade for him, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a good team, a very good team. And can he be that second option? Can he be that third option? We don't know. Does he want to leave Chicago? We don't know. But all we know is his contract is coming up. I think he's a free agent this year or he's a free agent next season. His contract is coming up. And if he's not committed to re-signing with the Chicago Bulls, flip him. I hate to say it, Bulls fan, flip him. And listen, you 
you're going to hear every time we hear that a lot of players or, or superstar players on the training block and a lot of fans get bent out of shade about it. Listen, it, it's business, okay? It's just business. Players will come out and say one thing. The organization will come out and say another thing. Yes, I truly believe that players like where they're playing at. Some of them do. Others don't. And somewhere in, in between is the truth. So for me, you know, do a guy like Zach Levine want to leave Chicago? I, I doubt it, but he wants to win. And if he sees that he's not going to win in Chicago, he's going to want to leave. That's the same thing with Andre Drummond. That's the same thing with J.J. Reddick. That's the same thing with, uh, with Bradley Beal at some point. Russell Westbrook at some point. So it, it, it's not a... I think a lot of us get caught up in this a lot of time. And I think a lot of time we need to take a deep breath and just see for what it is, you know. Hey, if you're on a team and you got a, a, a all-star player and you're 6-20 and 20 and you're not winning and you're tired of losing, you're going to want out. That's why I'm surprised I haven't seen Carnty Town haven't asked to be traded yet. Because the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're losing. They're not going to win this year. And he already said he's tired of losing. So at some point, the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to trade Carnty uh, Town because he's not going to... Nah, he's not going to keep standing for the losing. DeAndre Russell not going to keep standing for the losing. I can't see the Minnesota Timberwolves drafting in the top three again. I just cannot see it. And Carnegie Town wants to play with another superstar. He wants a big three. And just and like most players, he wants to be in the playoffs with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He had tasted it when he had Jimmy Butler. He had felt it what it was like to play in the postseason for the first time. He wants that feeling again. But if Minnesota is not committed to bringing him all-star players, Instead of well, you gotta wait to the draft to get that super, get that 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 piece you want because free agents don't want to come here, and that might be some truth to that. But at the same time, you can make some trade. You can make some trade. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves shouldn't be this bad. Shouldn't be this bad. But another reason I said this is because this year NBA season is just so weird. It's weird at the point where you got teams playing some of their worst basketball they have ever played because not because they forgot how to play. It's because of the coronavirus, COVID-19, and a lot of the health and safety protocol really wasn't no preseason, really wasn't no training camp. And we've seen the effects of not having a proper training camp, proper preseason, because a lot of the teams who are really bad are really, really, really bad. We expect them to be really, really bad, but now they're just really bad. And it's not it's not good basketball at all. And and we've seen like teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Milwaukee Bucks losing to teams who had they have no business losing to. I mean, the Miami Heat was in NBA Finals last this what over 100 days ago, and now they're sitting at 11 and 14. On the flip side of that, Joe Embiid is playing some of the best basketball he ever played, and in my opinion, as of right now, he's leader in the leader in the clubhouse to win a uh, league MVP. And the Sixers are playing some very good basketball right now. And if, if you have noticed, because they're playing some good basketball. Ball. All that noise about Ben Simmons can't hear the jump shot and he's on the trading block. You see how all that quiet down? You see how nobody is not talking about that right now? I, I, I hear it. You know why they're not talking about it? Because the Sixers are winning and they're winning convincingly and they're playing some of the best team basketball right now. Tobias Harris, who everyone has said Doc Rivers is the Tobias Harris whisper, is playing some good basketball. Ben Simmons is being Ben Simmons, but he has elevated himself on the defense in the basketball. Basketball. He is logging up, guys. Joe B has got his big butt down in the block, something that Shaquille O'Neal wanted him to do for so long. Got his big ass down there, and he is taking guys to work, giving them the business. And he's averaging 
21 points per game, over 11 rebounds a game, over two block shots a game. Joe Embiid right now, ladies and gentlemen, is my favorite to win the MVP. And by the way, he is also part of the reinsurgence of the big man of the centers because they are making a comeback right now. For the longest time, it's been a small man's game. It's all been about the point guard, been about the shooting guards shooting the threes out here being making oh unbelievable stuff but guess what the big man is coming back led by them led by Jokic, car anthony town drumming yes the big man is coming back so watch out ladies and gentlemen and before i sign off today i want to pay my proper respect to one of the greatest black men to ever play in any professional sport hank aaron who passed away two weeks ago. one of the greatest home run hitters that ever lived but more importantly one of the greatest men to ever live and on black history month which is right now in february hank aaron i want to say thank you for setting the standard for everything you have been through all the racism everything that you have been through you have kept your head high and stood tall. I want to thank you for setting an example and showing an example, not just to me, but to all African-American men and women. Thank you for setting that example of how to carry ourselves with respect and our head held high. So I'm going to say off right now because my wife walked in on me on my show because she's ready to do her thing and she could at least say hi to all the fans out here oh she's gonna bust a little wave out here you know we call that ladies and gentlemen we call that that fake wave we call that fake wave but i'm gonna sound off right now thank you guys for listening god bless you i'm out peace <laughs>